Hello, welcome to the Overflow Podcast. Um, I am so excited to have you guys with me. It's just like a whole guys thing plus me. So hello, Pastor Ryan. I would like to say hi. Oh gosh, here we go again. Uh, Hey, Liam. (laughs) The rumors are true and I am on the podcast. The rumors are true. The legends are true. Um, Hey, Pastor Alex. Hey, what's up, Sally? Hey, I'm so happy to have you guys here. Um, It's Holy Week, y'all. I feel it. <laughs> Do you guys feel it? Yes. I feel week. it. It is indeed holy. Um, it really is. So I feel um, good. Passed by every church, and there's like banners. Yeah, uh-huh. Easter. Yeah, come join us. Yeah, and uh, well, at least we didn't do that. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, we apparently have the <laughs> biggest one. Oh, largest banner. And I don't know. Like, I don't want to stir up like gossip, but like I've been doing a lot of driving lately, and like everything in like Clover and like Wiley has like somewhat banners, and I'm like, we did a banner not necessarily for promotion, but just to like make people aware that there's an 8 a.m. a 10 yeah. a.m. Yeah. and a 12, not like because you know what I'm saying. Yes. And then everything no, else is like coming to Easter. I'm like, oh gosh, I wonder like. I don't know. It's, I'm not trying to start anything up. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, we sat. We were like, if we're going to change the times, we have to make yeah, we, sure yeah, people it's know. For our people yeah. is not necessarily like, hey, come to New River. Yeah. It's more like, please make sure you don't go to 9.15 yeah. and 11.15. 11. You know, like. You will yeah. be very disappointed so, because you will miss it. Uh, for sure. sure. Well, good. Um, yeah, I'm so excited. Great message on Sunday, Ryan, about the cross. I mean, heavy, heavy stuff. It is, you know. It is the darkest day. It is our most like solemn and somber. Um, oh gosh, uh, just day. I don't want to like mm-hmm. ho- holiday. I mean, you know. You what know I'm what's funny about it that is-, is I when I didn't think it was going to be that heavy. I know that sounds yeah. weird when we're talking about the death of Jesus, yeah. but I, I don't, even in it, I was like, this is more just information. I'm sure most people that were there heard about most of the cross situation, mm-hmm. but then leaving there, yeah, I was just like, man, my my head hurts. I. I'm not as energized as yeah. I usually am. It really was a heavy message that I was not prepared for. Yeah. Well, I, you know, um, Easter is just striking me different this year anyway. I think I've been on a journey with the Lord like the last six months and um, my faith has grown in different ways and my understanding and oh my gosh, I won't cry about it. Chill out. Um, <laughs> it's okay to cry about it. But it, it I mean, it, it, it really just felt heavy. And I think a lot of it is when you realize that was the penalty for sin, it really makes you think mm-hmm. about sin and what sin mm-hmm. is and how um, how desperately God wanted us to be wow. free from it. And that that was the cost, man. It, was, it is heavy, but in, a, in the best way because um, it does make you reflect on sin and then it makes you so grateful for yeah. the grace and one thing, One thing that I, I said this past Sunday um, in our devotional for like our creative team, mm-hmm. um, I didn't, I didn't mean for this to like offend anybody, but it was more like, please do not rush the cross. Yes. Like everybody like, you know, thinks about Jesus's ministry. But then when it comes to the pain and suffering, uh-huh. we kind of just, he resurrected, right. you know, like, right. and that's like, the or the, hap- that's it's the, Friday, but Sunday's coming. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. the, that's the happy thing. Yeah. And the truth is I'm not trying to like make y'all somber or, no, you know what I'm saying? Yes. But the truth is the most beautiful aspect of the entire thing was the death of yes. the cross like yeah. that is the most beautiful picture yeah. in ever to exist mm-hmm. in human history mm-hmm. and so don't rush past that well and know? i kind of like that we were able to do that so the fact that we started our easter series for like eight weeks ago mm-hmm. and we've been able to break down these very important things that happen in their own time versus like 
sometimes when you're doing, like if you're just focusing on the Easter message on Easter, you got to get through the cross really fast to get mm-hmm. to, and now he's alive, you know? Yeah. But yeah. like we spent a whole Sunday just on the cross. And so again, the weight of that is necessary mm-hmm. because honestly, the sweetness of him coming back to life and defeating death would it be as sweet without this? Yeah. The fact that he took everything upon himself and everything yeah. he endured for well, us. The, the truth is, like, the resurrection is it is the fruit of his success story. Yes. But yeah. our success story has a lot more to do with his death. Yes. Yeah. That's so you good. see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. the resurrection is like his gift of uh, yeah. be, living a perfect life, but our success story is his death. Like, yes. if it had not been for his death, his blood, uh-huh. you know, I'm not uh, diminishing the resurrection no, by no yeah. means, but that's that's, so that's where that's we death. need, yeah, mm-hmm. that is what we need to focus on, you know, yeah. and like, that's what I mean by please don't rush. The, mm-hmm. the process of the cross. For I know sure. to a lot of people, it you know, it's sad and, you know, you were about to cry. Like, yeah. it's okay. Sure yeah. You know, like yeah. anytime you talk about all the, um, you know, from the whips and like the mm-hmm. beatings and the abuse, you know, like, yeah, it's going to make you feel a certain way. And I think it should, you know, bring us to tears, mm-hmm. you know, because that is our love for the Lord mm-hmm. and the fact of what he went through, yeah. you know? So well, if you think about it, you know, it wasn't the beating or even the cross. It was the death, right? Yeah. The death had to occur, yeah. but the way they got to the death was the beating, beating in the cross. But, you know, God didn't have to make it that way. Mm-hmm. He could have just killed him. He could have just mm-hmm. snapped his fingers and he doesn't have life anymore, but he did it a certain way because that's human culture. That he, he completely God, but also completely human in the time of an era that he lived, that was the way that they, yeah. they put people right. to death. So And to fulfill all the yeah. all And to fulfill the prophecies, I think yeah. The, the the other thing too, um I like how we just like went straight into this. Podcast. Oh yeah, I mean it's we so totally skipped story amazing. time, we'll get to it, I'm sure. <laughs> but, but yeah. Um here's the incredible thing about crucifixion is that it is the worst thing mm-hmm. in human history. Mm-hmm. It's the worst way to die, mm-hmm. number one. And number two, that when you look at the history of crucifixion, when you would walk into a city, you would be crucified at um, normal height level. It wasn't this like you're suspended 10 feet in the air. It was so that as you would walk into a city, you, anybody, can go to this person, spit in their face. If you wanted to stab them, you you had legal right to, mm-hmm. like because they were the worst of the worst. Mm-hmm. You can beat them, spit on them, stab them. They were basically do as you please. Mm-hmm. This is the worst criminal, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is crazy stuff. Yeah. You know, this is the worst mm-hmm. of the worst. And so when you think about that, and I know like your heart just starts to sink. Oh my God! And plus you're naked, like mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the fact that. God and his sovereignty chose the worst of the worst way to demonstrate Jesus's low of the low, but mm-hmm. also high of the high mm-hmm. all at the same time that it just, it wraps us, it wraps up the whole idea of like, you should be in awe yeah. of, of, of the crucifixion, yeah. you know, of his yeah. sacrifice. But it's also, you know, that that's one part of it, but he yeah. also, how he emotionally struggled mm-hmm. people, you know, his disciples turned his back on him. His people he came to save are the ones who sold him to mm-hmm. into slavery. I mean, sold him to the, the guards. And then the Pharisees, the ones he came to save, is the one who put him to death. I mean, all the rejection. So the emotional pain and stress on top of the the, pain, uh, the physical pain. I mean, and that's then a, you go to spiritual. Mm-hmm. And spirit. That, then he, I, I, this, right. This it's all three. That, this is the part that blows my mind is that the creator of the world created everything, all powerful, like, 
then had to become the if it, God can't even be in the presence of sin, and then Jesus had to become sin. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't know. It, I'm not yeah. trying to like go to like mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever. That's the point. No, that's what it we're. Is yeah. the, it is the actual craziest thing, and to me, how it literally ripped time into. This is how it was before. Like mm-hmm. I'm, the whole history of our world yeah. literally hinges on this moment. Right. Like how things were before in relation to God and now how things are after. Yep. It, it's everything. Like it's, I don't know. I've just been just struck by it. So I'm glad that we have like just jumped right in and talked about this. I wonder, <laughs> uh, this is just, just my yeah. head. Like did, did the angels know what was about to occur? Right, so let's just picture, do, like, so do, right? Do they know God's plan? Not the whole thing. I, I don't think anybody does except God. But meaning, like, do they know he, he's about to die? But it's okay because he'll come back. Or did they? Were they like, what is going on? You know, I don't know about that, but I, it still always strikes me that because of what Jesus did, that angels, uh, whatever it's in First or Second Peter, where he taught like Peter. the angels look at us with almost like a yeah like an awe because yeah, don't, they don't know what salvation is like yeah. and that's why they rejoice envious like, mm-hmm. yeah. but not a sinful envy no good, but yeah, yeah 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 that's like man because right because yeah. they don't have an opportunity to to get what we get through salvation yeah. which is oh, inheritance yeah, like, into the kingdom we're made in his image yeah, yeah. and so they're going to be in awe because they're like you look like God, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Sure. Like you have His face. Oh, what is happening? Right? Yeah. Or even how did, how did we get here? Yeah. Or even think right. about it. Like that's um, crazy, man. So imagine the angels looking at us. I never yeah. thought about that. Or even like with the salvation thing, like like Lucifer was an angel. He messed up once and got kicked out of heaven forever. We mess up every day and still always get another second chance on top of top yeah. on top. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. So I want to. I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know if they did. I don't know if they knew. I don't know. Well, I mean, do they think? I don't, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, yeah. or did they, they just act? Wow! I broke this pen. You broke my brain as well. So. <laughs> what uh, what language do angels talk in? Oh my gosh! Oh, we, we've talked about this. We yeah, we talked about this. I know. That's, that's um, okay, well, let's jump back. Do you know <laughs> all kinds tongues? Probably. Probably, honestly. But they also, I mean, they also minister to us, so yeah, they, uh, they speak whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, the, you got to think the angels that came Hebrews. to Mary probably spoke yeah. in her language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or she's given a supernatural sure. ability to oh. understand. Well, because the word angel is just the is just the Greek word for angel. Uh, angelo is just the oh. Greek word for messenger. Yeah. So it's just someone who's sending a message. They just move by the power, like just by yeah. the word of God. Just yeah. carry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, this has been fun to speculate on yes. angels. I love it. Um, comment below. Yeah. What language? <laughs> we have to comment it in Bro, the language. Here's another one. I love that you're you're gonna bring all the Frank Turek facts. In. Oh. You yeah, have to I've your, thought about that. Your earthly hero. Here, here's one. <laughs> so we know that God's all powerful, and I am not saying He's not. But why do they have angels with armies if God doesn't need armies to win the fight? Right, so you have multiple angels, and then it even says in Revelation that Jesus comes with his army of angels. Well, well, that's that, that's how uh, I can't say this on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> text me, text that's me. We're gonna have to start this episode. Uh, it's, just, it's, just, it's just a baller move. It's yeah. just a baller move, <laughs> bro. Just picture Jesus with that horse, man, with the tattoo on his thigh. He's like, yeah. come with that army. sword, bro. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm so powerful, I can just snap my finger. You know, like. <laughs> Yeah, but I just want to prove to you yeah. 
who I got, you know? Well, to me, it just speaks to the kingdom. Yeah. Like that, there's not a there's not a king that doesn't yeah. have, yeah. you know. The squad rolls deep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are we going to talk about how graves were opened and people walked out? Yeah. yeah. I, I, want you to, I tried to look some of that stuff up and us. my brain was hurting looking at it. So I just. <laughs> that's that's what you, I'm saying. Do you, you believe in this stuff? Bro, like yeah. if you call yourself a Christian and you believe in this stuff, we're all crazy people. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? like, I'll tell you, I'll be honest. I don't remember ever growing up in the Southern Baptist Church. And we talked about Southern British church. Those people that was not British. That was very Southern British. Southern Baptist Church of America. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I, I never remember <laughs> when we were talking about on Good Friday ever hearing that graves were open and people walked out. Have yeah. you all ever heard this? Yeah, uh, like, I know you've heard it, but well, I'm saying I've never Alex heard it. Did. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah, chill. <laughs> <laughs> I just I never remember. I, and then I saw I, re- I was reading this and I was like. I at least have to say this it. Is, this is the stuff that blows my mind because in modern day, how can we not believe in a supernatural God? That's like, what I'm saying. The Bible yes. is so supernatural. Like, Bro. hey, y'all, please read. When Jesus comes back, what happens? Oh. Yeah. Like, and I'm not talking about the second coming. I'm talking about when he resurrects and he's hanging out with people for yeah. you know, just a, chilling for a yeah. few days. So, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was like, he's the disciples are up there and we're going to talk about this uh-huh. next week. Yeah, I'm excited Uh-oh. about that. Uh, but yeah. He just appears yeah. and he's like, no, I'm not a ghost. Give me something to eat. I'll yeah. show you. Walks through a wall. Yeah. yeah. But he's not yeah. a ghost oh. and he's flesh. Oh man. Guys. Teleporting. But dead people. The first guy. Dead people came to lie. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like uh, legit. I'm, at, we're not, this is not a spiritual thing. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is literal. But listen, yes. but yeah. it's not at his resurrection. It's at his death. Yeah. yeah. Well, not even, he didn't even die yet. It's the earth started to shake yeah. before he eventually died. Now, I don't know the exact timeline there, but yeah, so we all know that people come back through his resurrection, but this is before the resurrection. Oh, it's just, yeah, there's just so much. And what did they do? Power, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, they yeah. spread the good news too. Bro, I'm, I'm looking it up. Oh yeah. my gosh. Okay. Sorry, um, sorry. Don't be sorry. Like, where do we even go from here? Do we jump back into, maybe we just go ahead and start with John 19. Let's just Let's start just talking go. about it. <laughs> did we just roll. skip the, was oh, that story? everything. Oh, that, that was quite was the story. Time. The story of Jesus well, is the most important. Well, story we'll time. I mean, gosh, this Sunday nice. was so good. And I feel yeah. like there's so much to unpack. And why not spend this whole episode? That's what Alex is talking about. We don't skip over the cross. Yeah. Like this was, that was this is everything for us. Okay. Hey, is that the title of this podcast? Don't don't rush the cross. Don't rush Ooh. the cross. There it is. There it is. Um, okay, so let's hop into John 19. Uh, you started in verse 17, Ryan. So um, somebody read that for us. Well, I'm trying to get there. Okay. <laughs> uh, I started. No, it was. Oh no no no. You're right. Sorry. Um, therefore, they took Jesus away. This is the last half of 16. Carrying his own cross, he went out to what is called Skull Place, which in Hebrew is called Golgotha. Then they crucified him and two others with him, one on either side, with Jesus in the middle. So, and I'll stop there because we'll we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. We'll get to the same. Part. Well, yeah. Um. So, uh, just small things that jumped out to me. I never knew that that half of the cross was already there and that he would be carrying one. It makes so much. More yeah, sense. I never knew that either. Like, holy smokes, that's got to be heavy. Yeah. So about that. that. Yeah, and so this was the, interesting in my research. Mm-hmm. Sounds smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, seventy-five to one hundred and twenty-five pounds. All yeah. right. So. That's a ton. We know that's a lot of weight, but not only that, he walked almost two and a half to three miles. That's what people, people say. So yeah, imagine the physical toll if you were healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Well, he's ripped. Uh Yeah. Yeah. His bones were exposed. He's already already ripped. Yeah. Having to carry that. That was like, you talking about like muscles? No, no, no. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Because he was whipped so many times. And that's the point I tried to make. He's, he's. 
I mean, you think about one, some, just no, one 100%. knife, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. he was whipped so many times, he's bleeding. Like, no, man. That was a good image that you get. I mean, not good, but, like, um, effective. Like, even just this 120-pound piece of wood rubbing raw against where he's mm-hmm. been, like, beaten, scraped. Like, and, like like Alex mentioned, splinters. naked. Oh gosh, yeah. So, I don't... And I don't know at this point, is he completely naked? Does he still have something covering his lower half? Well, because it said yeah. later on that they ripped his clothes and stuff. So. But at this point... Or is this well, this that? is again. This isn't. We don't read this in scripture. I yeah. don't think at this point. But just Roman culture was. You would walk through the streets with at least out yeah, a shirt or something. It's supposed to be like a humiliation thing. And so, but think about this. To your point, the timeline. I looked this up too, just to give everybody an idea of the actual time. I guess this is the a guesstimate. But at six a.m. is where he stands before Pilate. Uh, um, let's jump to seven a.m. At seven a.m. he's officially sentenced to death, and this is where they pick. Barabbas over Jesus. 8 a.m. is where he starts the journey. So he gets flogged between 6 and 7 to 8 a.m. So it's not like he had time to heal, right? right? This is an hour or maybe even 30 minutes before then immediately gets this heavy cross put on him. I heard someone describe it this way too. I don't know if this is true. I don't know where he got this, but the way they would form the cross is they would shave it, you know, to get it, but they would shave it in a way that the grain went against the way you're carrying and especially where you're hanging on the cross. So picture them on the cross, right? And so every time- It's so methodically evil. It it is, that's the point. And this is the pain that we were talking uh, about. So every time, because they did maybe have a ledge too that their feet could at least rest on or their their hands would just rip. You you can't hold the weight. That's why they said they maybe put them in the bones and the wrists and the feet. But his feet maybe had a platform. So every time you needed to breathe, you would lift up. So when the grain of the wood, when you lift up, it digs into your back and Mm. splinters your back. I mean, that's the point of complete torture. So if that's true, when he's carrying this cross, already open wounds, hands tied to it, outstretched, and he's just walking down the street. Mm. What, man? Why are you looking at that? (laughs) Can't rush the cross. And then, all right, so that was eight o'clock. He makes it to... It says he's crucified starting around nine o'clock. Again, guesstimates. Um, at nine o'clock is where he also cries out the famous passage in Luke, um, which is on my wrist. Mm-hmm. Forgive them for they know not what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And that's where the soldiers cast lots for his clothing. You may go all the way through and then go back. Yeah, let's do that. At 10 a.m., this is where it says that Jesus was insulted and he's mocked. This is in Matthew. At 11 a.m. is where Jesus and the criminal have that dialogue. Mm-hmm. Today you'll be with me in paradise. Mm-hmm. And then noon, um, which is... This, oh, and then he also speaks to Mary around 11 o'clock, and the noon was the second half of the six hours, and this is where darkness covered. Then at one, Jesus cries out to the Father, why have you forsaken me? That's where he also says that I'm thirsty. At 2 p.m., it says it is finished, and also around sometime at 2 p.m., into your hands I commit my spirit. And 3 a.m., at uh, 3 p.m., it just says the ninth hour. So. Wow. Hmm. Oh, so. mercy. According to this, John says it a little bit different. He doesn't say, and we'll get there, that it is finished or in my hands I commit my spirit till after the veil is torn, Mm -hmm. if that's chronological. In this just website that's called Learn Religious, um, the earthquake in the temple was torn after his death. And then the soldiers break the legs and then the soldier pierces Jesus, which we know. So I don't know. There you go. Uh, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Yeah. Uh, the first thing that jumps in my mind, even just about like the earthquake and just, I, I heard somebody talk about um, doing like one of those trips where you go over to like the Holy Land and just, you can kind of go on the 
a tour basically of yeah. all the places where Jesus was, walked, taught, like all sorts of different stuff. And just talking about like the atmosphere and how things shift because the creator of the universe, the creator of the world actually then walked in it. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think of mm-hmm. that even just at that mm-hmm. that time, like the earth trembling because its creator has now, yeah. you know, experienced what we experienced. It's just wow. like such a crazy creation thing. cried out in agony. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah because for its creator, for its creator, and Jesus has always it's been le- there. It's the a legit word, thing. Like, like, yeah, you know, well, like that phrasing even mm-hmm. like it's not some sort of metaphor. Mm-hmm. Cr- l- cried yeah. out, like, yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, the picture I got in my head, I can't remember if it's the Bible series. Mm-hmm. Have y'all ever watched that? Oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's a great history again. channel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's also one called AD. I think it was the Bible series, Ed has seen him with death, but they just show Satan mm-hmm. in a black thing with his yep, face is completely yep. gray, but they just show him like walking and he's, now no one can see him, yeah. right? They're, that's the, how it's supposed to be, but the TV, they show him and he's just looking at Jesus on the cross, just pacing back and forth, thinking he won, yeah. you know? He's like, he's just watching all this unfold. Um, but then, you know, because God uses all things for good and then you see, I don't know if it was the earthquake or the darkness mm-hmm. or the veil, but then the centurion, one of the Roman guards says, surely he was the son of God. Mm-hmm. Was that a sign of repentance and belief? Mm-hmm. But yeah. even that was used for someone's soul. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to talk about like, and this is kind of out of nowhere, but so for people who are listening and who are here, maybe hearing about the cross for the first time, because you said that, like, I'm sure people have heard about the cross, but like when you really start to think of it and start to think, why was Jesus the only way to pay for sin? Like what, because you even mentioned it, I mean, right when we started this episode, like he could have snapped his fingers, everybody could have been fine, but why, why did he it have to be that way? I was looking up something from John Piper, and this was what was uh, this was such a good picture for me. But it said, um, "Here's the problem in the universe: God's creatures have gone uh, gone on record as devaluing the glory of God. So the created make a mockery of the Creator, basically. And what he talks about is this: He says it's as if uh, it's as if the image of the Ro- of the Roman Caesar was ripped off the wall and trampled underfoot by mobs." Treason like that has always been a capital crime everywhere in the world. And I thought about that, like that is so powerful because the, if anyone goes against their king, mm-hmm. the punishment it's has treason, always yeah. been death because it is treason. Mm-hmm. And so the, if we think about God's kingdom, that's why this is so radical because we have gone against our creator. Mm-hmm. We have said the way that you, your way is not better. Yeah. My way is better. The things I think are better. Yeah. The things that I want to do are better. Um, in our sinful nature, even if you are the best person in the world and you feel like you're, you know, you do all the right things or say all the right things, it is still not a match right. for his holiness. So we have gone against God. And the crime for that, the punishment for that has always been death. Yeah. <laughs> and so to think about that, and so only in God's kingdom do we not pay the price for the thing that we have done? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like to me, that's, I don't know. So I just wanted to kind of touch on that because I wonder people yeah, listening who yeah. they're like, wow, yeah, I understand this is a really barbaric death, but like, mm-hmm. why did it even have to happen? Well, this is, this is a Frank Turk quote that I actually wrote down that is pretty relevant to this. It yeah. says, what is the only way that a just God can allow injustice to go unpunished? It is he has to find an innocent substitute for that injustice, wow. and the only place he can find an innocent substitute is within himself. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's it. That way he can That's still pay the it. debt. Yes. He still keeps his character of justice, 
but he can still almost create a loophole, quote unquote, to where he can come in and allow our injustice to go unpunished because oh he takes God. the punishment upon himself. That is everything. Wow. The innocent thing wow. still just, I don't know, it just doesn't click 100% to me, you know, and I hope, hope I don't get fired for this. <laughs> but it's like, it's treason. No, but it's just like, you know, no, yeah. why is it the innocent part such a big deal? You know, is it just because it had to, if it, if it, if it didn't, if it wasn't perfect and innocent and it did have sin, it wasn't a rightful substitute. You know, I just, yeah. that, that's, you know what I'm saying? I think it's like the sins, the injustice of humanity, the, the, the ones who Jesus was on the cross to save and to reconcile for was so imperfect that you almost have to like balance it out with something as equally and even more perfect and, and innocent to our non-innocence if that's the word yeah. to where it, it it balances the scales and actually increases the innocent side to where god can see us through that blood of jesus to where he sees us as innocent, as innocent and as perfect because yeah. of how innocent and perfect jesus well, and I don't was know, i don't know just on a spiritual level but we also talked about this like the way that it happened for him because also according to culture at that time but according to like levitical priesthood and just, so at that time anyway a sacrifice had to be without defect. So, mm-hmm. I mean, even right. just Spotless for that time, yeah. you know. But I, I, I feel like it has a bigger picture. I'm not, as, I don't yeah. know, theologically, the, but like. I mean, the concept of of innocence is purity, you know, yeah. at its purest form. And, you know, when you think about purity, um, if you think about pure water, mm-hmm. it cannot have any outside mm-hmm. substance, you know. And so we keep. We keep thinking. No, this is so good. Yeah, we keep thinking. You know, uh, or we know God is holy, uh-huh. and a holy God does not have any imperfection. Yeah. It is one. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing else. It, it is one. Yeah. You know what I mean? He is one. Um, and so this idea of innocence and Jesus's blood, mm-hmm. it cannot have anything that, so that mm-hmm. yes. God yeah. would reject. That, and so that's the whole thing. Our that's li- such hard language. But our lives. Yeah. But it's truth, you know. Well, when we're told that our lives are hidden in Christ, our only way to be able, like, we would, if it weren't for a perfect sacrifice, we would still have to have a veil. Mm-hmm. You know what? I, like, we have to be hidden with Christ to even approach God. That means mm-hmm. we're covered by His holiness, so we actually can enter the presence of yeah. God. Mm, that's a that good has one. to be it. Like, that's a good picture. I yeah. mean, yeah. yeah. So it's like uh, we have like stepped inside. We're hiding. Mm-hmm. Like, he like a is holy the Trojan veil horse. At this point, you know, it's like a holy Trojan horse. You know, <laughs> you said so something funny. a long time ago, and I have mentioned it r- briefly on Sunday. But like, even when the um the darkness mm-hmm. and we shut the lights off. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, that's that's the souls of those who don't believe Jesus. It's that dark. I mean, yeah, they could see the sun. And you mentioned this before too: is God's goodness is everywhere, I even put for it in those my notes who don't for believe. Today too, because oh, it really? still struck me yeah. that while you were talking about that. Because even sitting in darkness, even whoever was sitting in the service on Sunday, like when you experienced darkness, still no one other than like no one living right now understands what it's like to live a life without God. You don't know separation from God because his glory fills the earth. It's everywhere. So it's a a common grace. It is common to where I I think it was a a podcast from like maybe like season one or two. Robin said people who are going to end up 
in hell right now their life on earth is the closest they'll ever be to heaven and yes. people that are going to end up in heaven right now their life on earth is the closest that they'll ever be to hell yes. and so everybody like experiences it. god's common grace everybody can experience love everybody can have relationships everybody can um see the sun yeah. and, and you know can enjoy life to a certain extent but regardless of theologically where you stand on what hell exactly is the one thing we can be for certain on is that it is the lack of common grace it is no none of god's no grace. grace at all no which grace. is is that not the biggest form of torture at all? And is the fact that you might even know that it's you know you're not experiencing that common grace anymore? Is that actually the biggest form of torment that you could experience for eternity? Yeah, yeah I mean, you, and you saw Jesus experience that in the garden, yes. but also on the cross when he cries out. Mm-hmm. And he knows the plan. He's already told the disciples, but still in that moment, he was so burdened by separation from his father mm-hmm. that he cried out to him. That's well, that's what it and, is. And I think you said of like. He knew in that moment he is about to experience the fullness of the wrath of God, and like that's something like that we don't like to talk about. Yeah. Like we like kind of like dance around that, but like Jesus experienced the fullness of the wrath of God, so that we, His creation, did not have to. Yeah. And because like if we had to experience that, like, we don't want to. We don't want to experience that. I think that you know, I'm. I think that for people who do think like you know, they'll say flippant comments about like what hell will be like, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, you know. I don't. I, I've it's just not going it to be. It's not going to be a big party with that's, all your friends. That's what you think, and so that yeah, that's the whole thing. Like, with Jesus, why yeah. have you forsaken me? I, he, I would have never. He, that would have been the first time he would have ever experienced that, and that's what I'm saying. We've mm-hmm. never. We, you think that you've been down and out in a time where you felt lonely or whatever. That's just the beginning of of quote unquote like loneliness or being away from God. That's not even. I, I don't know. I feel like I'm yeah. getting mm-hmm. in like a word mix up, but like no, I, it's yeah, just a crazy concept. You whatever the lowest of the low that you've experienced on this earth, it is nothing compared to actually the separation from God, and we again can't even fathom that. Right, and it's not a it's not like a fear monger thing to try and scare no, you into it's salvation, but it's uh it is a reality. And on the flip side of that, it's I think it's Paul writes it says the trials of this world is nothing compared to the 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 yes. treasures that is stored up for us in heaven. Yes, and so like. It, that, those are uh, it seems extreme because it is the extreme yeah um so yeah i don't know oh my gosh guys that's so good yeah, um that was verse one okay <laughs> <laughs> uh r- briefly let's touch on this this is now well actually that was two verses sorry we're in 19 now and this is just so jesus is in the middle and then it says Pilate also had a sign lettered and put on the cross and the inscription was jesus the nazarene king of the jews let me go on to verse 20. Many of the Jews read this sign because the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Hebrew, Latin, and Greek. So the chief priests and the Jews said to Pilate, don't write the king of the Jews, but he, that he said, I am the king of the Jews. And Pilate repri- replied, what I've written, I've written. So let's just recap real quick because this is a huge point that we never really got to touch on just with all the other stuff we, we talked about. But in the trials, remember what, the charge that was brought against Jesus, it was blasphemy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then the the religious leaders told Pilate, no, he says he's a king. And so they don't want Jesus being looked at as the king of the Jews. Yeah. He's right. not in their eyes the king yeah. of the Jews. He's a he's a blasphemer. It's just ironic that Pilate, probably not even on purpose, but he wrote, he is the king of the Jews. And now the, they're like, no, 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 don't say that. Just say that he's the one who said, yeah. Yeah. you know, just tr- again, trying to get their way. Yeah. And then Pilate's like, what I've written, I've written. Yeah. So is that possible that like Pilate knew who Jesus was? Like he had some form of belief in who Jesus was? Or, like he believed who Jesus said he was? Or 
Is that just uh, um, I, I I don't know. My thought on this, you guys, um, let me let me say this. Here's my thought on this. You could see all throughout the trials that Pilate never fully believed, but there was multiple signs where he was just like, this guy is different. Even yeah. to the point of, it said that uh, something like um, uh, he said he's a son of have- God, and he was he was like, and that he was amazed and scared. Like, yeah. He was like, I'm even more so. And then he washes his hands like, mm-hmm. I'm not dealing with any of this. Yeah. So belief, no, but I do think he thought there's something different here. Pilot reminds me of just the phrase that like two things can be true. And where I think I think there was something going on in mm-hmm. him where he was like, yeah, this is this is not a normal. This trial. is Nicodemus this too, by the way. Yeah. 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 Um, but also hey. because this we did kind of unpack this, I guess, mm-hmm. in their last episode yeah. where it was like well, he went on to. Uh, do really terrible things. Like he, yeah. he even got caught up in his own crimes and trials yeah. because oh, and of excessive. Wasn't there like the or... was it Logan that like said he it was a, it was an extra biblical source, but it was like that Pilate ended up taking his own life. Yeah, is it is like a speculation? Yeah, but um, think too like the, the Romans also had their mythology, yeah. so they yeah. they believed in gods. Yeah. yeah, so he probably in the back of his mind too was like you know this is someone different. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think so, this is an, another case too of. Um, being so deep into a way of thinking mm. that even when truth is presented, you know, whether it was mm-hmm. Nicodemus or Pilate, mm-hmm. there is something in your like soul that jumps out, but you're so deep yeah. in your ways in belief, that, yeah. and beliefs yeah. that it it's, it's a huge stronghold and you can't get out of it. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. and that's, yeah. You know, you see it in the life of Judas too. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm. you know, he knew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like a, so it's so, like a difference of belief that versus belief in, you know, he could believe that Jesus was telling the truth, believe mm-hmm. that, like even the the mm-hmm. demons believe that Jesus, is, right? and they know that Jesus is the Son of God, but they don't necessarily believe in him. Frank Turk has a funny joke, and I'll just apply it to Ryan really quickly. Like, Ryan, when he was dating Shelly, mm-hmm. he had evidence that she would be a good wife and she would be yeah, a, right. a good um, <laughs> mother and all the, all these yeah. things, but... Uh, he had to take a certain leap of faith and trust in her yeah. to ask her to be his wife. And yeah. in a momentary lapse of judgment, she said yes. Um, <laughs> whoa. That sounds like pretty sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so there's a difference between belief that and belief in. Yeah. Did we did we say that you went to a Frank Turk? Oh, I did go to past weekend because the, the national quoting Frank Turk. Yeah. <laughs> the National Apologetics Conference put on by Southern Evangelical Seminary. I was in attendance. The rumors are true. <laughs> <laughs> Who has all these rumors about you, Liam? I don't know. My uh, his mind. Are your haters? <laughs> his <Yeah>. mind. <laughs> yeah. Are they your haters or your fans? You have fans? Faders. I'm haters. a fan. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're moving on, which, which I want to – so that was cool right there. Yeah. Then we go from 23 all the way down um, to, well, the end of 24. Well, so where were we with – have we already gotten to the cross? Because when you started yes. talking about that – I know we've talked a lot about the cross, but um, when you said that he had reserved the cross for Jesus, mm-hmm. I don't know. That was just oh, so, yeah. that was powerful to me. And the funny thing was last week, I, me and Brandon were sitting in the living room and I was like, to think about God creating the tree that he knew Jesus would die on. Mm. And it, we were both just kind of like, uh, oh my gosh, like just struck for a wow. moment. That was in the plan. I mean, it was mm-hmm. for a long time that tree would have had to grow and mm-hmm. And it was created, sustained, and purposed by God for His Son. Like I don't know, just uh, I don't remember. Was a beautiful thought. This <laughs> might have been because I'm a few years younger than you guys. But the you you remember this book about the three trees? No. Um, when I was little, we did that. the apple tree. No the green book with the dude and getting the apple. No, that's the giving tree. Yeah. With 
Oh, What's his name? Shell Silverstone or whatever. Uh-huh. No, this uh, there's like this book about three trees, and it's like these three trees that like grew up together, and it was like one was gonna be like a turned to a house, and one turned into like a canoe or something, and yeah. then the one was the cross. Oh my god! Um, and it was like this book that kind of explained the oh. the crucifixion and resurrection from the trees' perspective. Wow. Um, I don't remember what it was called. That's kind of neat. Oh, yeah. I like it. So it takes that Barabbas story a little deeper too, you know. And I saw this somewhere, but it was saying that. That was Barabbas's cross yeah. mm-hmm. that he was about to die on. And so if you think about how God allowed Barabbas to go free, it's because someone else needed that cross. I yeah. love that you bridged that too. Mm-hmm. That like the second you did like a call back to last Sunday, yeah. I was like, oh, I love that you're connecting this whole story, that it's not these separate isolated incidents. Yeah. They all weave together and w- one thing implicates another. Mm-hmm. So the fact that that was that, I never, ever thought, Same. I've never pictured Barabbas on that cross. Right, like yeah. at but you connected that so well. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was meant for him. You know, he mm-hmm. had all this not happened. Barabbas would have been on the cross and then. Yeah. Well, I mean, God. It's just like with the, the whole thing of like the Barabbas, meaning son of the father, yeah. who's like the, the false son of the father. And then Jesus, the true son of the father yeah. of like, that's like the, I guess the evidence of like Jesus, like physically, locationally taking the place yeah. of and dying the death that someone else was meant to die on exactly. the cross. And so like, I don't know. I, I never thought about it that way yeah. until he had connected the two thoughts. I think Shelly was talking about that, that like yeah. the, that he would take, that the actual son of the father would take our place, but that makes us sons and daughters of the father. Yeah, it makes we us free. It in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it was beautiful. I also, I wrote down this note. I don't know how this ties into right this specific second, but thinking of the moment, um, think of the moment that Jesus died. There's a painting, um, and it was, I don't know who the original artist was, but then I know there's an artist that I follow on Instagram um, who redid it. And it's this beautiful painting of Eve touching the pregnant belly of Mary. Mm. And like on her face is just like a, Mm. almost like a relief, like what Eve, what Adam and Eve did in the garden. And finally, here we have the one who would cover what mm-hmm. they did, you know, and thinking of even the implications of, cause we've talked about this, that in the garden before, um, after Adam and Eve sin, they hide in their shame. Um, and God says, where are you? And he comes to them and then he covers them, um, with the, you know, it says he made a garment out of like the skin of an animal. Yeah, That was the first, first death in the Bible. Yeah. And, and so the, like theologically, um, if you think about, depending on when it was, when during the time, time of the wise, garden, yeah. yeah. But it, in the garden, things would have been so genetically new and perfect that it could have likely been, this is of course speculation, but it could have likely been a lamb, spotless a perfect lamb. spotless yeah. lamb. So we see that. Yeah. And then to, to just have this image of Eve touching Mary's pregnant belly. And then the moment that that would have mm-hmm. meant like, oh gosh, like mm-hmm. the weight of all of that. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's all just like a like a yeah. fantasy kind of thing, but it's just a beautiful Well, that's kind of the thought. the picture, things in Romans, where Paul calls Jesus like the second Adam. Yeah. And 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 figure, and given that kind of thing. Because wow. I think even like, obviously like Eve is called like the mother of all, but also mm-hmm. Mary's been called the mother of all, more so in the Catholic um, beliefs. Right. But um, kind of that picture of, this was the first, and uh-huh. then Jesus is 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 the yep. the, the second. You know, it's crazy. Side note that you can go see Mary's supposed house where she grew up after, or not grew up, where she lived after John Aww. took her. It's in Ephesus. Wow. I know this because Todd Brody, 
46 Two Ferns, is going on a trip over there with his dad, and yeah. it's right outside of Turkey, and they're going to stop by. Uh, That's what Catholic pr- priests believe, really? but it's still standing. Wow. Now, they probably fixed it up, you know, yeah, helped yeah, it yeah. a little bit. So, That's crazy, huh? I don't want to get too distracted, but I saw a couple different viewpoints or perspectives on whenever it says that John took Mary into his house mm-hmm. or something along those lines. Because I saw someone said Joseph was dead by this point. Yeah, Joseph was dead. There's a theory, yeah. But there's also did crazy... John married no. Mary? No, 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 no. Or did they? He, he took it was care just like of a form of honor, just took care of. It's like the he two said, people that Jesus loved the most. Yeah, it's like you, as the man, now you're caring for my mother. Gotcha. Okay. As in, you're like an adopted son now. Yeah. But if you think about this, Jesus had brothers. Hmm. Yeah. So why not James? James at this point might not have been a believer. No. I don't that think too. he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah, there's the, you know, talking about theories, one, one, I kind of believe this theory, but there's the theory in Jewish culture that, you know, a lot of people wonder why did Jesus start his ministry at 30, you know, um, why not sooner, which, you know, sovereignty, but one of the theories is that they believe Joseph died at 30, and the only way um, as a man that you can shift your career is once your dad dies, then you can choose an alternate career. And so at age 30, his dad would have passed away, and now he can start ministry and get away from carpentry. Mm. And then that is why there's no mention of Joseph. You know, these are theories, obviously. Well, I I have to believe if Joseph was alive, he would at least be there. Yeah, yeah. 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 But also at 30 years old, you can rightfully become a priest. So, mm-hmm. so I mean, respected in that culture too. Yeah, so or a rabbi. Who knows, man? These are these are all oh, theories, that, make, that makes sense. Yeah, you know. yeah. That's a good point. I never thought about that one. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. Well, let's um, keep moving because I moved I... to Matthew, so you're gonna have to read this now. Okay. Because Matthew is the part. Well, they all fill it in, but it's all I different times. This is what so like just to put you inside my mind where you, no I'm in, you can go to John I was going to oh. say I got Matthew like on Sunday it takes me so long because you have to piece it all together and John says this at this certain time yeah. Luke says it differently it's like mm-hmm. what actually happened in order you yeah. know because I like to see it in order so Matthew's a little bit different than John in the order but same things except for the graves being over <laughs> which that's why I went to John uh, Matthew. yeah so well basically let's talk about um, let's move on to like the actual moment um, because I want to talk about the veil. I want to talk about just all sorts of different stuff like that. So. Yeah, because this is on there. So also, we, we this part wasn't in John, but the two criminals, this is in Matthew, just when they were having those conversations, and one of them um, was like, the one, uh, what do you say, in the same, oh, never mind, I can't read it. Okay. Well, you know, this is the part where he's like, well, if he's really God, you know, send angels, he can save oh, himself. Yeah. But I think those were other people. It was, that was one of the criminals. Yeah. Yeah. It was the one criminal said, if you're really the yeah. Messiah, come get us off these crosses, mm-hmm. basically. And then the other criminal, which I think was in Luke when he says, mm-hmm. um, remember me Yeah. after this. And he says, today. surely I tell you today, you'll be with me in paradise. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, just just let me just read it. Yeah. Then two criminals were crucified with him, one on the right, one on the left. Then it wasn't them, but those who passed by were yelling insults, shaking their heads, saying, the one who would demolish a sanctuary and rebuild it in three days will save yourself. If you're the son of God, come down from the cross. And in the same way, the chief priests and the scribes and elders mocked him and said, he saved others, but he cannot save himself. He, but he is the king of Israel. Let him come down from the cross, and then and then we will believe in him. That's a, that's a point, too. Mm-hmm. He, has put, uh, he has put his trust in God. Let God rescue him now if he wants him. For he said... I'm God's son. 
in the same way even the criminals who were crucified him kept taunting him. Then it goes to the death of Jesus in Matthew. Mm. So let me read that part. You think about, so like in the times when Jesus was like, you know, if there's any other way, like Mm -hmm. whatever. And you have to think that those, every insult like that is a reminder that he could. Like, yeah, yeah. Like I could just get down right now, which I think is also so powerful about verse 30 in, uh, well, this is in um, John mm-hmm. 19, verse 30, when he says, when he re- when he had received the drink, Jesus said, it is finished. And with that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Mm. And I think that's a powerful word picture that he gave it up. And at any point he could have given it up. So that yeah. picture of submission that he held onto his spirit until it was totally finished. At any point, he could have been like, I'm like, none of us can really do that. Mm. You know, say I'm done with the pain. I like, you know, like yeah. in that scenario, like, yeah, I'm, I just I give up my spirit without. Yeah other means of the, mm-hmm. not right. to be like crass about that, but you know, like, yeah, no, yeah, um, I think, but to just give it up. So the fact yeah. that he held on to the moment it was finished and to be taunted, be like, just get down, just get yeah. down knowing in his full godness, he could have, but fully manness that he had to submit. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like the goes off of, you brought up the one scripture is uh, Isaiah 53, 10, where it said like, it pleased the Lord mm-hmm. to, to bruise, bruise him yeah. it's because that was the only way. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus saying, if there is any other way, like yeah. let's let's do it the other way. Mm-hmm. But this is the only way, yeah. and so that's why it it pleased the Lord to bruise me. You think that's like a sounds opposite or sounds backwards or whatever, but yeah. that's just how much God wants us. God wants. Right I could not put the us. emotion that I felt into that on Sunday. Yeah, like that. It's, it's hard just, to wrap your mind around. Yes, the, it's yeah for me. Yeah. It's hard to wrap your mind around too because. When you when you hear it pleased him to bruise his son, you think of it like us, like you would you would be like, well, that person's abusive. Like mm-hmm. it pleases mm-hmm. you, to, but to remember that God, there, this is the spirit of God. This is Himself mm-hmm. that he, to offer up Himself as His son. Like that's why it kind of He's talking about Himself. It pleased Him to take this upon Himself as Jesus. Does that make sense? Oh, like, 100%. That's the part yeah. that's hard because the Trinity is so intricate. <laughs> Liam's brain is hurting. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that this was written, seven, that was written 700 years ago. Yeah. yeah. Where they had no concept of Jesus. Yeah. Yes. Or or all the, the Psalm 22 that you brought up. Yeah. Of, I, I said, I read something that said, um, so it says this, it says, God's holiness and justice made the cross an absolute necessity. Events at the crucifixion happened as they did. So, that the scriptures might be fulfilled, as it said in John. Um, no fewer than 20 Old Testament prophecies were fulfilled within 24 hours at the time mm-hmm. of the Lord's death. Some speculated that the Lord Jesus meditated on Psalm 22 while on the cross, an idea perhaps suggested by the traditional seven last words, which were those seven last phrases that you had mm-hmm. um, said of the Lord, Lord, why have you forsaken me? That's the mm-hmm. first verse of Psalm 22 and the the, the, the clothes being ripped and That's casting lots mm-hmm. for all that stuff. If that speculation or no but man that yeah. that you know again puts it back into human my mm-hmm. human mind is like man that's amazing that even mm-hmm. that he had the strength mm-hmm. to make it as long as like you pointed mm-hmm. out because he was so in tune with the spirit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. um i also think maybe he knew that those final prophecies were fulfilled that he had to wait out almost as long as you could mm-hmm. if you will mm-hmm. because he he had to fulfill the prophecies yeah and it came all the way to the end until the broken legs and mm-hmm. and the spear yeah man so let me read uh the matthew did you want to read some of john or do you want me to read it in matthew i can't i mean i'll read there starting in 31 yeah i'm in Matthew. that so was I don't the know day of preparation 
Yeah, sure. And the next day um, was to be a special Sabbath because the Jewish leaders did not want the bodies left on the crosses during the Sabbath. They asked Pilate to have the legs broken and the bodies taken down. The soldiers, therefore, came and broke the legs of the first man who had been crucified with Jesus and then those of the other. But when they came to Jesus, they found he was already already dead. They did not break his legs. Instead, one of the soldiers pierced Jesus' side with a spear, bringing a sudden flow of blood and water. The man who saw it um, has given testimony, and his testimony is true. He knows that he tells the truth, and he testifies so that you also may believe. These things happened so that the scripture would be fulfilled. Not one of his bones would be broken. And as another scripture says, they will look on the one they have pierced. Yeah, I interpreted that part as I was. I think I read this somewhere too. Is that John's writing this? Basic is it called first person? He's not got his notebook there, yeah. but he's writing based off of eyewitness yeah. because he's the only one there. So I think when he says the testimony that you heard is true mm-hmm. because I saw it with my own eyes. Yeah, he's talking about it himself. Let me go back because this is Matthew. Now, this is the actual death on the cross, but just to compare, mm-hmm. um, this is Matthew twenty-seven forty-five. From noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over the whole land. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And when some of those standing, they heard this, See, John doesn't say this. Yeah. They said, he's calling for Elijah. Then it's when they yeah. said, immediately he ran up, immediately one of them ran up and got a sponge, filled it with sour wine, fixed it on a reed, and offered him a drink. But the rest said, let's see if Elijah comes to save him. Then Jesus shouted out with a loud voice and gave up his spirit. Suddenly, the curtain of the sanctuary was split in two from top to bottom. The earth quaked and the rocks were split. The tombs were also opened and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised and they came out of the tombs after his resurrection and entered the holy city and appeared to many. Uh. <laughs> Wait. Okay. Let me think about this. All right. So the tombs were open because of the earthquake. So the tombs were open and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. But then it says they came out of the tombs after his resurrection and entered the holy city. So, did they stay in the tomb for three days? Yeah, with the with the tombs open. So, like after Jesus raised from the dead, all these other well, resurrected people Maybe. just made an appearance. What verse is this? Sorry, that's Maybe Matthew twenty seven fifty two through fifty three. Oh yeah. So here's just a commentary on that because listen, I'm not gonna try to interpret that. Yeah, let's without, not speculate. Let's yeah, without reading. See what so said. this is what this is one of my favorite guys, David Guzik. Mm-hmm. You hear him a lot on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what he says. This is one of the strangest passages in the Gospel of Matthew. We don't know about this event from any other source, and Matthew doesn't tell us very much. So we really don't know what this was all about. But apparently. Those resuscitated saints died once again because they were raised from the dead in a sense that Lazarus was, not to resurrection life, but to die again. Oh, really? Okay, uh, I wondered uh, that, yeah. I don't... You know. mm. Then another... So they dude, just were brought back to life and then just lived, lived. another part of life yeah. and then died again. Yeah. No, wow. I believe that. Yeah. I yeah. mean, because even scripture talks right. really about a couple people who never saw death. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, which is another prophecy, but no, this is this is insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. no think about it oh well, yeah That's what i'm saying like I, if yet again if you call yourself a christian you believe in some uh-huh. crazy stuff like this is things that don't make sense yeah. and then even to find purpose like you really either gotta dig deep or you know what you just gotta say lord this is a wonder mm-hmm. i will just continue to wonder yeah like, you know so and and i think the only like as far as depth and propheticness can go like is it 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 is it shook the super the, the supernatural yeah. in such a way that the natural had to react 
Mm-hmm. There was so in his death, there was so much life. That needs to be a quote. Are you kidding me right now? It shook the the supernatural natural. so much that like the natural had to had oh to respond. Gosh. And so his death poured out so much life. Yeah. Yeah. That in the in the natural, so like people who just died. Yeah, it's like a shockwave. And, and it says holy people, <laughs> meaning mm-hmm. people who believed. Saints, yeah. All right, the mm-hmm. saints they awoke. They awakened. Mm-hmm. Awoked. <laughs> they were woked. I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, like this is this is phenomenal stuff. Uh-huh. Like yeah. phenomenal that was a fire. Like phrase. this is this is the beauty of like I, there's no necessary. Oh, I don't want to get so crazy deep, but like the supernatural and the natural can't be separated. Right. Like it's not it's like completely separate things. They they intermingle. Yeah. Like you can even go as far as saying um, when you see. Uh, let's just say war. Mm-hmm. There is something in the yes. heavenlies happening. Yeah. That it is reacting on earth. Yeah. There is a war happening, you know? And so, and the, to get even like, I don't want to get too sidetracked. When you see something bad happen mm-hmm. in your town, there is a war waging mm-hmm. within like, a, you know, a spiritual war. Mm-hmm. Let's just say a murder. Well, something's happening in the supernatural and there's something happening in the natural that it is, it is just constant war. Yes. And that is why we as saints, this is the power of prayer again. Yes. We have to intercede for these things, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because there is an enemy out there who is destroying and seeking to kill, you know? Mm-hmm. And we as saints, we got to be on the front lines, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I don't want to get too sidetracked, but like, no, this, this is, is a sidetrack. Because my mind this, hurts. Is, this is everything. Yeah. This really is because yeah. now we experience spiritual warfare. So if you are in Christ, you still experience that. And this is literally where I wanted to go. So I'm so yeah. glad you took it yep. there because this is what we experience now. And I want to say this for this week. It's Holy Week. And there's, I, I mean, I, I, we've experienced at our house. We had, I had friends text yesterday who are like, out of nowhere, like, hey, can you pray for us? I think we're experiencing yep. some spiritual warfare. There are people getting baptized this weekend who literally, I mean, yep. the enemy hates that. Yep. that. You know, that somebody would find freedom in Christ and then tell people about it through baptism yep. and follow yeah. through with what we've been like mandated to do. Yep. He hates that. Um, we're going to talk about Jesus. We're going to talk. We're talking about everything that we believe that has, you know, we've hinged our life on this wow. hope, and He hates that. So yep. why wouldn't there be spiritual warfare? So the fact that we get to where Jesus dies, the veil is torn. We have access. We have been sealed now by the Holy Spirit because yep. of Pentecost. This whole thing, the enemy can't take our salvation away from us. Nothing can can do that. Yep. But the enemy will come in and divert yep. your attention, your affection. He will cause chaos and confusion yep. to get you away from talking about the goodness of God. Yeah. Well, here's the other here's the other aspect. Yeah. We're going to go a little deeper. Yeah. Not only talking about his goodness, but being in his presence. Yes. So here's here's the deal. That's the whole, you talk yes. about Holy Week, all right? And so many people are going to go into um holy environments mm-hmm. where people will encounter his holy presence mm-hmm. and so you know you look you know not to like make it about us but for but we're going to talk about us because yeah. this is new river we have a night of worship coming mm-hmm. that is purely um its purpose is to minister to the heart of god yeah. and when we do that his presence is manifest mm-hmm. not only is he an um uh, is it uh omnipresent god mm-hmm. But when holy people cry out, mm-hmm. there is a supernatural manifestation that takes place that's even thicker because yeah. he wants to abide in the praises of his people. Mm-hmm. So then you also then you fast forward to Easter Sunday and you have another opportunity 
to do the same. And the enemy, what he wants to do is distract you so much so that it almost like your anointing or your, Mm um, your intention to like, articulate the gospel won't mm-hmm. be as intense because yeah. you've been so distracted. Yeah. So when I looked up, because I, I mean, I, I don't want to run over that yeah. because what you said is so profound. I hope to uh, yeah. expound on it. The fact that when I looked up, like what, it, what is the point of spiritual war? Like why, why would we even have to experience that? We're already in Christ. Like what's the point? But the point, spiritual forces attempt to sever your connection with God yeah. through lies. And so that's really the whole thing. It's to sever that connection to make sure you don't get in his presence because powerful things also happen in his presence. Mm -hmm. Like this is where life change happens. This is where dead things come to life. Like this is where healing happens. This is where hope is found. This is where peace is found. Here's the, here's the revelation. When you're in his presence, nothing else matters. Yeah. Why is it that in those moments, this is the only place I want to be and everything else Mm -hmm. in the world and in your own world, in your mind becomes secondary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Think about how profound this is. Yes. You know what I mean? And so when you look at the Bible, the end story is his presence fills the earth. Mm -hmm. The end story is nonstop, holy, 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 Mm -hmm. like we worship. And so it it is a huge deal that the enemy wants to distract us from Mm -hmm. his presence. Mm -hmm. Not only his word, I'm not diminishing his word, but think of how profound this is. Mm -hmm. You can keep reading the word and get lost in it. But he does not want you to experience his presence. Yeah, yeah his presence is where life change occurs, yeah. where, where things happen. Right. Yeah. This is very I'm still profound. I'm still stuck on the supernatural was so strong that it changed the natural. Yeah, it had to react. Bro, that and it, mm-hmm. if you think about it, and it physically did react mm-hmm. with the sun, with the earthquake, with rocks being split apart. Mm-hmm. But then you go to the temple with a veil. And that is that is so huge because even today in some in catholic religion that they have to go to a priest or someone in order to a mediator that that's the point of the veil and and i had two notes that i never even said on sunday but it it says with the two things that that why it's so significant about the veil is one is that now you have free access to the Mm -hmm. throne of grace you you have it You, you don't have to enter anywhere and two we can never think again that god's spirit dwells in something that's man-made mm-hmm. in a man-made temple mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's in us god's temple the yeah. temple yeah. that god created and it dwells within us yeah. and that that is so huge that that veil is symbolic of the holy spirit yeah. now being a part of well, you and that is another, that, but my whole my point is sorry yeah. no you're the good. point is that's the supernatural that changed the natural mm-hmm. yeah. you know what i'm saying well and so i mean so you see that the supernatural changed the natural and actual veil being torn right, on its yeah. own, but that is what still happens. That's that, and we we overlook it because it doesn't look like maybe a veil being torn, um, mm-hmm. or like something that physical. But when you see a person who is, they lay down a sin, like they the chains are broken from a certain sin. That is the supernatural mm-hmm. working in the mm-hmm. natural. All of a sudden, wow. desires aren't there, or mm-hmm. like certain you know whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I just think that like that those are the things that still happen and wow. that's why his presence is so important and we can't get distracted or allow whatever attacks the enemy to take our eyes off because I do think about that like um, not that his presence can only be wow. at like a night of worship mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like yeah. it can be wherever you are yeah. but there is something powerful about everybody coming together and I think about people who might have things pop up last minute who are like ah this isn't as as important. It really has to be a mm-hmm. priority. Mm-hmm. And you think it's only, you think you're only going, it's like, well, I can worship God in my car, like anything like that. But really 
when you're in those environments and you wow. are with other people experiencing the presence of God, supernaturally, these are the things that you are taking back home to your family. Yeah. Or, you know what I'm, does oh, that yeah. make sense? Like, oh, yeah. it's not just this isolated event and you think, ah, well, I can't make it. And that's not a shaming thing. If somebody mm-hmm. literally can't, it's not a big deal um, in terms, you know, like that. It's not so legalistic or whatever um, that you have to be here and you that's the only place you can experience the presence of God. But to prioritize it in your life, especially when you're in the face of the attack, that is what has the potential and power to change the thing that you're facing anyway. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Does that make sense? I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, again, going back to Matthew 27, and th- we mentioned this in the very beginning, but th- it just says in verse 44, once all that happened, when the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and the things that had happened, they were terrified and said, this man really was the son of God. And it, again, just pointed to those things of, mm-hmm. you can't, wow. it's so obvious. Yeah. But it also sometimes takes things that are that are so crazy to actually fully understand and invest. Yeah. We, I don't know where his life went from there, but man, that is yeah. just. Are you talking about like the centurion? Yeah. I don't know. Like, how do you say such a statement? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And not have a transformed life. Yeah. You know, but that's the realities of a lot of people. You yeah. know, like, you know, you know, Jesus is. Um, uh, what you call that resume, you know, if you mm-hmm. had to put it that way. Yeah. But for some reason, there still isn't that transformed mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. in you, you know? So. Oh, man, yeah. this guy points out that the statement, listen to the statement, surely that man was the son of God. And this guy points out the only thing wrong with that is there is no was. He is. Mm-hmm. So still the, is. So the centurion, yeah, he was like, man, wow. he was. No, 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 no. He still is. Mm-hmm. And you're about to see that here in a little bit. So that's... um. I heard this the one time of like why the uh, wow partially um, this I think this is just an exi- explicitly say this in the scriptures but when um, the women get to the tomb and like they don't recognize Jesus don't say it we're talking about that on Sunday oh okay cliffhanger spoiler alert ellipses ellipses <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> no I'm just kidding people get a sneak peek um, yeah. <laughs> is because the, uh, some people think the reason they don't recognize him is because they're looking for a dead Jesus and Ooh. they couldn't see the risen Jesus. Yeah. Like, Even with that, like physically? Like, physically. like legit could not like, oh, I don't know if it was a, a physical eye thing or like just a, a spiritual like heart posture or, mm-hmm. or what, wow. but they were searching for wow. the, the, the beaten, um, almost like mm-hmm. lowest of lows, dead, yeah. crucified Jesus and not the, the risen It king. is amazing to me if you look at the events right after his resurrection he appears to multiple people and none of them know who he is yeah. until he says words even peter right. didn't recognize him when he came to mm-hmm. restore that's a great point mm-hmm. yeah and I, like i said it doesn't explicitly say that in the no 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 in no, the no. scriptures but, but, but I, see, yeah. I mean it makes sense yeah no it does i mean i i can understand it in the aspect of like this is this is a weird twisted version of it but like have you ever gone to a funeral home and you see somebody you once knew, but when you look at the body, it doesn't seem like the same person. Mm-hmm. You know, that is how significant and how real, how supernatural our spirit is in our human mm-hmm. body. When it leaves, it's almost like an, like you don't recognize mm-hmm. that's not the person I knew. Mm-hmm. That's how alive our spirit is and how much effect it yeah, has on good. our human body. Now, yeah. I know that's flipping it though, Think about Jesus's glorified mm-hmm. body. Now it's not 
the human, the 100% human that you knew. Right. Mm -hmm. This is a glorified Jesus, you know, resurrected mm -hmm. King Jesus in a certain aspect in our human humanity where our only expectancy is like the norm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But now like the, the unrecognition is a pure, like, mm. you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Holy, powerful. like powerful. Yeah. Okay, I got a question. Go ahead. <laughs> Do you think Jesus in heaven right now still has flesh, fleshly mm. Jesus? That's a great question because he does carry his um, scars. His scars. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. There's going to be one imperfect thing in heaven, and is that Jesus will still have the scars. But isn't that the more perfect thing mm -hmm. that he has the scars? Ooh. Yeah. Well, I think that too. Even just with um. Well, never mind. I'm not going to go into. Well, and I was just saying because you know he does have he is he does have flesh after the resurrection. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. it even said you know he yeah. eats or. Because he starts his scars. I'm I'm yeah. curious as to see how this relates like to the the resurrected Jesus relates to like the the transfiguration of like however Jesus looked. Hmm. Glowing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if mm -hmm. I don't know exactly if it says anything to that. Have y'all seen Hook? Yeah. yeah. With Robin Williams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the kid that when he sees Robin Williams grown up and he just touches his face? Uh -huh. Yeah. I picture Thomas when yeah. he first sees Jesus. Oh, yeah. Him. Oh, yes. Peter. And then they say, you are the pan. You are the pan. <laughs> Do you think you could twist an ankle in heaven? My right, biggest fear in life right. is twisting like ankles. But, but we, can, we can break ankles on the court. Oh, Okay, let's do Selah So you don't get embarrassed. We woo, nope. we woo. We're going off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> what about bees? Can bees sting you? Enough? All right. It, um, they might sting you, but Alex, you won't feel hey, it. Hey, hey, I'll say this no. with, with the Selah. And or I'll say with Selah. Uh -huh. Is uh, there's going to be a shout out to Kaylee Davis's daughter, Morgan. Uh -huh. Because on this past Sunday, I forget how old she is, <laughs> but she, she goes uh, up to me and she's like, all she says is, wee woo. And I was like, you <laughs> listen to the podcast. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw that. <laughs> I was that like, yes. So awesome. You know, and so I love that even children are uh -huh. listening in and yeah. they love it, you For know? Sure. Yeah, so, uh, awesome. yeah, my here's my Selah. This is... Um, Something I mentioned the other day, but uh, this is not an impossible way to live. Mm -hmm. This is just a way to um, start training your mind. Mm -hmm. um, when you think about the life of Jesus and his love for the Father, mm -hmm. there was a certain intensity that he had mm -hmm. against sin. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Like, and I forget, there's a scripture reference, and I'm sorry, y'all. I'll be a better Christian. But um, there is a scripture that talks about the intensity of sin. Mm -hmm. And I, my encouragement as obviously we're talking about the cross and not rushing mm -hmm. the cross and for us to meditate and like like really ponder on, on the depth of this, the beauty of Jesus mm -hmm. on the cross. Um, there's a certain intensity that he had against sin because he knew like he would be separated from the Father. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And in our lives, if we could have an even more intensity mm -hmm. against the things that don't please the Lord. That's so good. You know? Yeah. I know we I know we mess up. I know we make mistakes. I know that even for a lot of us, we don't think we're pure people mm -hmm. when the reality is the, the fact that we have um, accepted the Holy Spirit, we have accepted Jesus into our lives, mm -hmm. and he has renewed and transformed us, and we are a new creation. Mm -hmm. um, we are pure. Yeah. And that is so hard for so yes. many people because whether it's an addiction or a stronghold or whatever, we're like, we're not pure. Mm -hmm. You know, our thoughts go in crazy million different ways. Like, and you even wonder, why did my mind even go there? Yes. You know, and that's just the the cause and effect of sin. And especially when, before we knew Christ, you yeah. know, 
but I just want to encourage y'all, like, have an intensity against it. Yeah. You know, um, my biggest thing is uh, do not tolerate sin. Yeah. If you want to seek purity, which is which is God himself, mm-hmm. don't don't fall into a tolerance. Mm-hmm. Tolerance, like, it's that whole, what's that, uh, I don't know the quote, but, like, you give somebody a pinky and, buy, and then at some point you'll get their arm. You yeah. know what I mean? Like. A foothold, you know. You know, yeah. it, it's the same thing. Like, if you tolerate one thing, don't be surprised months down the road or years down the road. Like, how did I get this low? It's yeah. because in the very beginning you tolerated something that you thought was so minimal, mm-hmm. and now look at the huge issue. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, yeah, that that statement goes to a lot of things. Even mm-hmm. like when it comes to politics and when it comes to other things, it's like the reason why we wanted to say no to that is because we knew it would end up to this. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? It's not yeah. us hating um the person it's just like we know that that sin would ultimately create this huge problem yeah man so matt chandler says something on that i remember seeing it on on a reel Mm -hmm. and it it, along the lines of if you are in christ and you are battling a sin and i'm not diminishing how hard it is to to do that to to beat it but it, it wasn't that you can't get out of it. It's that you you don't want to, or you're you're yeah. not allowing yourself to, or you know what I'm saying. How did he say? I can't remember exactly how he yeah. said it. But meaning like you find a certain comfortability in it. Yeah, like you don't want to defeat it. It's uh-huh. not it's mm. not that you can't. If you're in Christ, it's not that you can't. It's that you don't want to. Yeah. Because if we, in Christ, you don't do it by your own strength anyway. Mm-hmm. You do it by the strength that's that within you. So yeah, it's just that whole thought of what you're mm-hmm. saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. we can defeat anything mm-hmm. through Christ if we're willing to submit mm-hmm. those d- urges. And that's that's the hard part. Oh, of course, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, since I'm talking, let me go to mine real quick. Yeah. And that's, I can't, <laughs> that's for real, just talking about heaven, just, man, I can't wait for that moment when we don't have to deal with that, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. We don't have to see the the pain and the burden and the things going on on this earth. You know, it, we'll be in the presence of God, mm-hmm. like we've been talking about, where God himself will be our light. Mm-hmm. But until then, we have a job to do, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we need to continue to to show God's glory to other people, bring the kingdom here mm-hmm. by the way we act, talk, and think. So yeah, yeah. that's so good. My um and my say lot was actually kind of goes off of this is what I wrote before we even got here, but based off just the message and it's been amplified through this podcast through the opening remarks from Alex to what Ryan just said and everything. But I just wrote um always recognizing the power of the cross never becoming numb or nonchalant to the crucifixion and recognizing the weight and significance of the sacrifice that jesus made and because of that sacrifice to do as ephesians 4 1 says therefore as a prisoner of the lord jesus christ i beg you to live a life worthy of your calling and just living out that that each and every day that's so good so good um guys thank you i'll wrap up with one final thought and i guess this would be my say law i just um just get in his presence. That's really it. I mean, um, it, there is everything in his presence. I have this verse, Psalm sixteen eleven. You make known to me the path of life in your presence. There, there is fullness of joy at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And so um, sometimes it feels like the last thing that we need to do. It feels too um, out there. It, not just too out there. It just feels too intangible. You think you need more of this. You think you need more of that. You think you need more money. You think you need more time. You think you need heat. Like all these, whatever it is that you're after right now, you just need a tangible fix. I I just would like dare to say you really just need his presence mm-hmm. and everything will be illuminated. What matters will be illuminated. What doesn't, 
in his presence, there is fullness of joy. And so that means even if the problems aren't resolved that you think are that big of a deal, you will find joy, you will find hope, you will find peace that surpasses all understanding. Um, so make an effort to get in his presence, um, whether it's at your house, whether it is at a an event. We've got night of worship. By the time you're listening to this, it's happening tonight. Um, T-minus. So Maybe six hours. Yeah. <laughs> so I hope you're not listening to it like a week from now. We uh, will. Because you, you, maybe you missed Night of Worship. But, um, but we're doing Night a live worship. recording, right? We're going to... What? No. Isn't that what oh you said? Like, what do you mean? Like oh, are we recording. recording Night of Worship? Like live streaming? We live streaming? No, like uh, we're making an album, you said. Ryan, no. <laughs> Creator of chaos. Oh my yeah, we are live yeah. streaming. Oh, uh, like, so, we are. So if you're not here, please. Just you can go us, back and watch. Yeah, know? very nice. Okay, I didn't know that we were live streaming Night of Worship. So Night of Worship, and then Sunday is Easter. We celebrate our risen Savior. We, we will. will. Yeah, nice. Guys, um, Harmony. Thank you so much. This was a great conversation. Lots of speculation. Keep that in mind as you're listening. We just like to toss things out, think about them. Maybe it makes you go get in the word or just look things up. And uh, that's also a, a, a good thing. Yes. So go research, go um, sort out your own faith, right? Um, but we're just glad that you guys joined us. Thank you, Ryan, Liam, Sally, Alex. I would like to say bye. See ya. <laughs> I would like to say bye. goodbye as well. Thanks for listening to the Overflow podcast of New River Church, where we seek to provide authentic, practical, biblical encouragement beyond Sunday services. We hope you enjoyed this conversation. And if you'd like to learn more about New River, please visit us online at newriver.church or join us in person on Sunday mornings at 915 and 1115 a.m. We'll talk to you next week. Same time, same place. May God cover you with his goodness and grace and may Jesus always be enough.